to another episode of We Did That Shit Podcast, where we talk about who did some shit, what we learned from shit, and how we got through some shit. I'm Aya. And I'm Babi. Podcast family, we appreciate you, and we hope your week was the shit. If this is your first time tuning in, welcome. If you enjoy our company, please subscribe to the show on your favorite podcast platform. We're on iTunes, Google Play, YouTube, Spotify, and Anchor. You can also follow us on social media. We're on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at We Did That Shit. Hey, hey. Maya. Hey, what's girl. Up? What's up? Hey. <laughs> hey. I got to get my energy up. My energy is low today. You worked out? Yes. Go ahead, girl. <laughs> I work my way up here to set up this podcast. <laughs> I'm tired of working out though. Mm, I just feel like if I do an exercise, I should lose five pounds. That's that's why I can't wrap my head around the whole workout thing. Yeah, that's how I feel, and that's how I'm feeling. But you know, I keep saying you do feel better, so stop focusing on just losing weight. And then last night we had. Zoom call because you know I'm in a challenge mm-hmm. and we have these different calls every other week and they're about different things you know it could be about nutrition or about um pelvic health for women and last night we had one that was all about positivity and rewarding yourself for the small changes that you see not beating yourself up with negativity and it, he he talked about you know, negativity in general, not just for exercising, but it really mm-hmm. made me think like I am very negative when it comes down to the exercise thing or the weight loss thing. And, sure. you know, his little talk was like, no, celebrate because at least you getting up there and getting out there and you're doing something, you know, you ain't breathing heavy when you walk up steps. You, you mm-hmm. can bring all your groceries in there, even though I could do that no matter what, because right. I'm a one hit a quitter with the groceries but Me now too. you know yeah. i'm not breathing like oh my god i gotta hurry up and put the stuff on the counter you know so it, it you gotta celebrate those little small things and like when you do the positive the positive mindset really does help mm-hmm. so, so how you doing on your challenge i got six more weeks to go yeah the, and i say that to say the first six weeks they wasn't so hot. I mean, I should have never signed up for the challenge knowing that it was my birthday. Right, I right. Played, then I had a birthday party. Then it was mm-hmm. like a bunch of out to eat and a bunch of cake. And, I, you know, this, the first six weeks didn't go so good. But I got six more weeks to go. So we'll see what happens. That's what's up. I, I am a kind of a, I'm like a baby steps to the elevator kind of person. Like, I need a series of two week challenges Mm. because anything beyond two weeks, it, you know, it doesn't keep me motivated. I need small rewards along the way or like whether I win or lose, even though I don't like losing, but you know what I mean? Like I can't do six weeks, eight weeks, 12 weeks. 
that's a long time because I'll be like, I'll be there nine weeks in talking about, well, I got three weeks left. Right. I, just gotta, <laughs> <laughs> I just eat a thousand calories a day for the last three weeks. And then at the end of the 12 weeks, I ain't lost a pound. Yeah, I can't see that. On, on my 600 pound life, the girl lost 93 pounds in a month. Mm-hmm. From in a 1200 calorie diet. Now, granted, she was almost 700 pounds. Right. So she had, you know, of course she lost weight kind of more quick, but I'm thinking about doing that. I'm telling you, nothing makes you want to work out like watching my 600 pound life mm-hmm. and like no shade or nothing because I just like hoarding to me, you know, people really do find protection and satisfaction and you know, security in food and they overeat. And mm-hmm. Dr. Now don't be trying to hear your excuses. At all. But when I be seeing that, I be like, let me put this ice cream down and go go in the basement. Yeah, <laughs> do, do something. something. <laughs> do a step up or something. Yeah, I mean, it it does, it, it, it can motivate you. You know, other than that, how was your week? You know what? My week was great. I had a great week and I'm telling you what a difference a day makes. And I just want to put it out there that, you know, we talked about self-care on the podcast and I really do believe it's very important. And, you know, I've really been stressed out at my job and it just seemed like when I came home, I would try to get my mind right, try to have a better attitude for the next day. And it just didn't seem like it was working or working well enough for me. Mm. And then I was at work Tuesday and I was about to leave and I was like, you know what? Mm-mm. And I just emailed my boss was like, I won't be back until Friday. Um, and the only reason why I'm going in Friday is because one of my team members is on vacation and she won't be there. So I want to make sure I'm there. But, um, I, yeah, so I took the days for myself and I am so glad I did. I feel so much better. Good. You know, I, I prayed and, you know, to me, praying is talking to God and I meditated. And to me, meditation is hearing from God and, you know, it really worked. And I said, Lord, if if nothing is going to change, I need you to change me. I'm really not trying to end up in ass egg. Mm-hmm. I'm really not. I don't want the loaf. Right. <laughs> I don't want and the, the loaf, loaf is real. Exactly. And I was like, and I'm telling you, I feel so much better. So tomorrow is Friday, but I feel like I'm strong enough to go in there like, hey. Right. You know, and just get to the work. So that, and, you know, we had another snow storm, kind of, sort of, and I am so over the rainbow because my son got out there and shoveled that snow. I didn't even ask him or nothing. And I mean, not only did he clear the steps and the sidewalk, but he made a nice size path out to the street, you know, so I don't even have to walk through the snow to get to the car. Mm-hmm. He knows his nose what it takes to be a man. man. I'm telling you, my first thought was like, okay, Lord, I'm never getting a man, huh? Because now my, <laughs> my son, he takes out the trash, he cooks for himself, he's shoveling the snow. And I mean, just like all the things that I can compl- as soon as he starts driving, well, I don't have to pump gas, so I'm good in that area. Yeah, mm-hmm. that just made me think. I guess if I ain't gonna have no man, I guess I better get me a baby, huh? Hey, somebody grab that remote. <laughs> You're like, hey, come here with that remote. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> and that's definitely what the kids are for. 
That is mm. terrible. But my week was great. You all right? Yeah, my week was good. I told you what the hell I did. Don't, you know, don't be I, mad because you working out. I mean, right. <laughs> angry as hell. I told you what the hell I did. No, but um, that's really all I did for the week. I I just um relaxed most of the week. I'm reading the book still, trying to get that done. And yeah, we had just I'm not available the first Friday in March. Thanks. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, I'll make a note of that. Yeah. Sorry, uh, I'm gonna miss it. Oh, okay. <laughs> but no, my week was pretty good. And you know, not not much to report. Like you said, we had the snowstorm. I took the snow day to kind of like chill out. Took the weekend to chill out because the weekend before was so, you know, busy. And that was pretty much it. So that's all I had going on. This is the last Black oh, History um. highlight. Black History Month is officially coming to an end soon. And we hope that you have enjoyed our Black History highlights. We hope that you have listened and did your own research on the people who we have presented. And also, don't forget that we post on our Facebook and our Instagram page every day for the month of February, a Black superhero, I call them. So we both post a Black History fact every day for the month of February. So go and check that out. This is my last fact, y'all. Today, I'm bringing to you Connie Morgan. Connie Morgan uh, was one of the three women to play baseball for the Negro League. She has enjoyed less fanfare than her famed colleagues, Tony Stone and Mammy Johnson. Although Morgan's time in the league was brief, she made her mark by simply willing herself to play on a professional scale. Constance Enola Morgan was born October 17, 1935 in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. She discovered a love for baseball while in high school and played for a local woman's team as a catcher. One day, Morgan came across an article that mentioned Stone, the first woman to play in the leagues, and Johnson, both of whom played for the Indianapolis Clowns. Morgan wrote a note to the team's manager, Sid Pollock, who signed her after a tryout in 1954 to a two-year contract. Morgan put business school on hold while batting an impressive 300 in nearly four dozen games for the squad. She returned to the William Penn Business School and went on to become a typist before joining the AFL-CIO, retiring in 1974. Just days before her 58th birthday, on October 14, 1996, Morgan passed away. She was inducted into the Philadelphia Sports Hall of Fame in 1995. And that is Constant Enola Morgan, better known as Connie Morgan. Oh, that is so she played in the Negro Leagues? Yes. So we had women in the Negro Leagues? You know the movie A League of Their Own? Yes. Okay, so remember in the movie In the League of Their Own, it was all about how the men went to war and then the women well, basically it, right. had to take over and they became the the women's team. Okay. And if you remember in the movie, it was a little part in the movie where a black woman, like they threw out a ball and then a black woman threw it back to her. Mm-hmm. And they were like, oh my goodness, what an arm. And she looked like, yeah, we, we can play too. Because they weren't given the chances like the white woman were given and but Connie um 
and her counterparts were just some of the women that played in the league. And it probably was that same, you know, kind of instance that the men went off and then they got their chance uh, to play. Right. We had natural talents, too. I mean. Yeah, I mean. It oh, is my gosh. Look at the arm. Okay. Right. Anywho. Okay. Yeah, I mean, and everything. All right. So who did some shit this week? You know, this crazy ass world in 2019 is always something going on. I wanted to talk about because I really feel like this story is not getting the attention that it needs to get. Mm -hmm. I wanted to talk about the 40 year old football mom who was found dead. Tamla Hartsford. Right. That happened in Georgia back in November 2018. So she was at an adult sleepover, they called it, where there were seven women and three men. And she was one of them. Now, all these other women and men that were at this adult sleepover were white. And Tamla was black. Mm -hmm. And at the end of this sleepover, they found her dead. Now, was this an NFL football team? No, this was a little league football team. A little league football team. Right. This was a little Uh, league football team. So this is first degree murder. Yes, exactly. She Mm. has five children Mm. and a husband that she leaves behind. And so initially they said that she fell off of a balcony Mm. November 4th. And hit what on the way down with all them bruises? Right. Because they found her while when they found her, she had blunt force marks all over her body. Mm hmm. They also said that she had a cut on her wrist and the people at the party were saying that they didn't know if she had, you know, it was a self-inflicted wound. No, it wasn't a self-inflicted wound at all. Mm, mm, mm. They said that when they found her, like I said, she had multiple uh, blunt force injuries. She had alcohol poisoning. Mm, mm, mm. They said she was drinking most of the party uh, goers had gone on to bed and that she was on the deck alone. It also is important to note that the boyfriend of the homeowner where she was at also worked for the courts and was fired because he was tampering with the evidence, trying to find out what they had on them, basically. Probably stole incriminating stuff. Right. And I want to say this, and this is the reason why I really wanted to bring this to to the podcast attention. Like I said, for one, I don't think that this story is just getting the coverage that it needs. This should be a national story. Everyone should be talking about this story. And it should be investigated as murder. Well, they it it's not. It should be. Just well, like the girl in Chicago both- that they found in a freezer or something, like she took herself there because she was drunk. Every- yeah. Right. They have since closed the case. It was of it came course. out on February 20th that they closed the case and they said that it was no foul play. Her mm. family is saying no. Exactly. There was foul play. My thing is, is this. If the woman had fell off of the balcony and then she had a one, you know, bruise to the head because she fell or one bruise to the body because she hit a table before she fell, that would be different. But multiple blunt force injuries and alcohol poisoning. And her wrist was cut. It is defensive. It is foul play. Stop putting yourself in white spaces where you are the only black 
person. I and agree. I'm not saying that something like this couldn't happen if it was a all-black party. I'm not saying that at all. However, this wasn't an all-black party. She was the only black football mom that was there. I'm not saying that you need to segregate yourself from other people. I'm not mm-hmm. saying that at all. But what I am saying is we have to stop being in spaces where we are the only ones because things like this happen and then people don't believe you and they believe the people who were at the mm-hmm. party. Just like the little child in, I want to say it was Alabama, but don't quote me on that, who was found rolled up in a rug in his high school gym and there's and they said that he killed himself he rolled himself up in a rug exactly just like the young rapper who just got shot while he was asleep in his car in california you know he was asleep in his car sleep and the cops right and the cops are saying that he pulled a weapon or something or that basically like he did it to himself you know for lack of a better word, it's like when we are the only ones in these type of environments, we are not believed. And even if we weren't the only ones, we ain't half as believed. But when you know you're the only one and then you're not there anymore because you're dead and you have nobody else around you to corroborate what happened, this is the things that's going on. This girl's 40 years old, lost her life, leaves behind five kids and a husband and lost her life for what? First of all, I just want to say this. I have, I have heard it cut off, but I need to just say this. Why were you at an adult damn sleepover? And and this is not to say it's her fault, but why are you at an adult sleepover? Why, if you were at an adult sleepover, aren't you at a sleepover with your real friends? Unless she thought that these were her real friends. And then the most important thing about this adult sleepover is why were there men there? And you have a husband for you to have a husband. And then you're at an adult sleepover where other men were going to be there. Your husband should have been there. Or when you found out that it was going to be other men, you should remove yourself from a situation like that. Cause why are men in that situation? It's a football mom sleepover. Are you moms? Right. And I, and I agree with that a hundred percent. I think some people are like, Oh, well, why can't you do that? Oh, you have parent associations. Oh, you have this, you have that. I am a parent. I have two children. Well, I have two adults, but both of my children went to private school. So they had friends and school, you know, you know, you, your classmate invites you to the birthday party and things like that. So they didn't go to the neighborhood school. They went to private school. So when there were parties, it's like, oh, you know, mom, Katie's having a party this weekend. Okay, great. Where does Katie live? Columbus. Oh, great. Yeah, you know, we got to go all the way to hell to Columbus. You know what I mean? But I would either stay at the party until it was over, stay very close to the party until it was over. I'm not stay if my, my first of all, my kids aren't staying anywhere, and neither am I. If I had five children and a husband and I needed a night to get away, it surely wouldn't be would it be a bunch of whole bunch of my kids' teammates' yeah. moms. They're not my friends, it's my kids' teammates' moms. And also I agree a hundred percent. I'm not sleeping anywhere in no event where person of color. Black women continue to be overlooked in 
situations in life, you know, mm-hmm. where you could go to the hospital, lose your baby. We overlook like, oh, no, right. it wasn't no medical problems. You know, you go to a sleepover and then you lose your life where it's clear evidence that you were murdered. Clear evidence. You know, a damn blind person can see it. And this happened in Georgia. We have these conversations a lot where people are like, oh, Atlanta, Atlanta, Atlanta. Atlanta, a small part of Atlanta, the metro area, might be filled with black people. Georgia is still Georgia, you know. Mm -hmm. And this didn't happen in the metro um, uh, area. This happened in one of those counties where up until 1987, it was one of the most favorable places where white supremacists met. What is it? Forsyth County? Mm -hmm. That's where it happened. You know, when Oprah had her show, she She remember. She yeah, went there. I remember, right. I remember that. Mm-hmm. She took a trip to Cummings is where mm-hmm. it, was, it happened. Cummings, Georgia. And she talked to residents about, you know, their disdain. And they didn't want people. black people there. Right. They, they were like, we're all white. This is how we want to be. This is exactly. how we want to stay. You know, exactly. Right. Up until 1987. And Oprah's interview was after 1987. It's not that many years ago that now you turn around and you are the only black person at a sleepover with seven other women and three other men. Mm. It's a shame because, you know, I don't know what her family is going to do. Cause like I said, they ruled the act, the death of accident and they closed the case. So I don't know, you know, her, her family is going to have to fight very hard and obtain some kind of attorneys where they can reopen this case and get the justice that they deserve because Absolutely. No, no family should have to, suffer a loss like this, but then suffer it at the hands of other people knowingly, and then they be able to get away with it. And then you got to live in the, live in the same neighborhood where you want to see these people all the damn time, knowing that they murdered your wife. Right. You know what I'm saying? And your mother. And and then you got your kids on the playground still with them and all of that. It's just a sad situation. And I hope that the media you know, black Twitter now that it's out there doesn't let up on this story and that we don't let stories like what we are about to talk about, uh, your boy. He's my boy. I'm just saying. Okay. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, you know, when something happened, you'd be like, cause your boy, yeah, or you'd be like, cause your kids, you know, so, so your boy, Jesse Smollett, we got to talk about it. Well, this is, this is what I'm going to say about this whole thing. It is okay for people to want to come to his defense when he when we thought he was violated. It is okay for us to want to have wanted to stand with Jesse Smollett when we thought he was violated. And people say, see, that's why I don't judge until I get all the facts. The fact of the matter is, just like in the previous case that we spoke about, sometimes you don't get all the facts. Mm -hmm. You don't get all the facts. And your reaction, your opinion is just that. And it's okay. I've heard people put on social media that he ruined Black History Month. I don't agree that he ruined Black History Month. At all. He ruined his career. But he didn't ruin Black History Month. The the whole thing with the Jesse Smollett case now with me is, how did you think that was a good idea to get more money? Right. You know, like, what was your train of thought? I, I, I don't, I, what? I don't understand why he did it, period. I totally agree with you that it was fine for us to come to the defense of Jesse Smollett. What he said happened is on trend with what, what 
these Trump it's supporters happening. have right. been doing. Right. You know, you made a comment before in the show that, you know, Trump is out here leading the charge against hate uh, speech. And he is. And he's been. And so for him to say that this happened with MAGA and all that, it's like it's believable. So, of course, we came to his defense because any other time when things are happening, people are getting murdered or uh, people are getting jumped or at your rallies and all that other kind of stuff. They don't say nothing. But now with the one time this has happened where this boy allegedly, because it's still alleged, had made up this whole elaborate uh, story, the one time that is not true that a Trump supporter has done this, you know, allegedly, then now it's like, you know, oh, they got so much to say. No, again, it's on trend. One, two, Jesse Smollett is stupid. Not because of what he did, but because he had a Trump card in his pocket that he didn't use. Not too long ago, it was a fight and a push to get women equal pay in Hollywood as far as um, entertainment was concerned. You know, the men were, the women were coming out and saying they weren't getting paid the same amount as their male counterparts. And they were doing the same job, you know. And so it was this big push to say, hey, pay women equally, mm -hmm. right? Right. So the Trump card that Jesse Smollett could have used was, hey, I'm LGBTQ and I feel like it's a discrimination against me that you're not paying me what, I, what I'm worth. Mm -hmm. That was his Trump card. I mean, that was what you could have used to get your ass some money. You could have put that out there, got 10 of your celebrity friends to be on your side, make Instagram posts, you know, it would have blew up Ba-boom, you would have got more money. Right. Now, what you did was act like, allegedly, it's all alleged, mm -hmm. what you did was act like the people who you said did this because they act like spoiled, entitled brats. Mm -hmm. And so you coming up with this whole story so that you could get more money is doing the same thing, acting like a spoiled, entitled brat. And it's like stupid. It makes no sense, you know. It is. I and really want to know... I'm sorry to cut you off, but you know, cause he there, he's from a, a family that's in the business. Like his family is in the business, and it that's why since I don't. He was a kid. Says, right, since they were children, and I just thought that's why I'm having trouble trying to understand the mindset. They've been in the game for a long time, and right. I'm sure whoever manages them, you know, they've had experiences and things like that. Like, did he come up with this on his own? Like, he definitely how, came up how on did he with, think this was a good idea? Own. I just don't, like, with the experiences that he has had and the experience that I'm sure he's witnessed with family members, how did he think this was a good idea? And that, that was what I was going to say before, before you chimed in. At least if you're going to come up with something, have, you know, you... It's enough shows on TV. They got a whole channel. ID channel is, you could watch Lock Up. You could watch the ID channel. You could watch We. You could watch um, Lifetime. I mean, it's channels dedicated to showing you how to do a crime. You right. know, it's, 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 they tell you step by step. Right. This is what. This is you what do this not person have to be caught. So, right. right. This is what this person did. So you take the opposite because if you were going to come up with the plan, right? Let's just walk through it. You was going to come up with a plan. First of all, you got the people that was on the set, right? 
<sighs> that's a no. You get strangers. Right. Don't get people who I got pictures with Lee Daniels. Right. Secondly, you paid them with a check. What are you doing? That's a paper trail. <laughs> you pay them with cash. You know what I'm saying? The strangers, not the yeah. people who other people know. I mean, I didn't thought about this. I have thought about an elaborate way that you could have got away with this mm -hmm. other than what it was that you mm -hmm. did. And so it, it's very unfortunate. I, I really want the rhetoric of he ruined Black History Month or he set people back. I really want that rhetoric to die down because he did not, you know. It's right. unfortunate that this happened, you know, more so for him than other people. Because let's not forget that hate crimes do exist. Homophobic crimes do exist. It's not off par with what really goes on. It's, it's unfortunate because It'll be quick to say, don't believe that black person. You right. know what I'm saying? That's right. the unfortunate part. However, you know, let's not forget that these things are happening. And so we can still champion behind people when we hear things of exactly. this nature happening. And I wanted to say this. It's mighty funny to me that there is a 20 person detail from the Chicago PD that's on, on the Jesse case. Smollett. Okay. You know, another thing that I Can't find, find not funny. one murderer. Exactly. But, and, and, okay. and they are murdering people in Chicago at an alarming rate. Exactly. And another thing that I find very interesting is that they have grand juried uh, Jesse Smollett, right? So now you are charging him with a felony. Mm -hmm. When you have people out here that are doing all types of things to people, and they're not getting charged with felonies. Now, what he did was wrong, sure, but putting him in jail, you know, you have murderers in the story that we just talked about in Georgia. You have seven white women and three white men walking free, mm -hmm. and they didn't get grand jury or charged with anything. And then you have Jesse Smollett making up a goofy story, and now he might be going to jail. It, you know, like pay attention to that as well. Don't just pay attention to the fact that Jesse Smollett lie. He's an actor. He made up a dumbass. He he's no writer. That's clear. You know, you don't have a you don't have a future in making movies. You know, you 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 I I I don't know if you're gonna have a future in being in them. You know. Um, oh my goodness. And this, I'll say this last thing. It's funny to me because like you are a main character, right? It's not like you're unpopular. It's not right. like you didn't have went to this network because you bring people to the show. People watch the show because of you. You are a major factor on the show. You could have took that to the networks and said, hey, I need more money mm -hmm. or I'm out. You know what I'm saying? And I'm taking mm -hmm. my audience, which is that champion for the LGBTQ people to be represented. You could have said, hey, I'm taking that audience with me. They probably would have gave you the more money. Right. Jesse Smollett, um, do better. And uh, <laughs> try your best. Try your best. Yeah. And uh, we'll see you at the Collingswood Theater <laughs> in this spring's version of The Wiz. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so, who else is doing some shit? Oh, your boy, Steve Harvey. Steve Damn Harvey. Talking about that's not what he meant to say. I'm going to just say this. This is what I'm going to say. Now, this is not, but be it. This is Bible. Mm. 
Okay. The Bible says what you eat, what you put in your mouth does not defile you because whatever you put in comes out. But what comes out of your mouth is what defiles the body because those things that come out of your mouth, talking about your speech, comes from the heart. So if you're all passionate, you're going to stop giving me them faces. Because <laughs> this is the Bible. If you're you all passionate about what you're saying, you are telling the truth hmm. and how you really feel. And you said it and you meant to say it. And it's exactly what you would do. And then he's going to use the God excuse. Now, I can't stand people that do that. Talking about if I wasn't right, God wouldn't have me in this position. That's a lie, too. Right. Because the Bible says the sun shines on the just as well as the unjust. You know, so, hey, everybody benefits from the blessing of sunshine. Steve Harvey has several seats. You said it. You meant it. And you've done it, period. And that's that. And that's that. And that's that. But I'll say, <laughs> and then I, I'm a tongue tied after that. <laughs> I'm tongue tied after that. And that ain't Bibby. That's Bob. That's you right. said that. But, and another thing is, is this you still don't got no integrity, whether you meant it or not, because for a person, if you had integrity, you wouldn't backtrack. If you, exactly. if you said what you said and you meant what you said, not misspoke, but you, even if you misspoke, but you meant what you said, you wouldn't have to backtrack because you would already have the integrity not to have said it in the first place. So that's that. Because a person with integrity would have said, I feel you there. You know, that would have stopped me in my tracks. I don't care how passionate the conversation was. Like, oh, you got a point there. I mean, we have gone back and forth with something. But if you have a point, I'm like, oh, yeah, you're right about that. Steve Harvey is the kind of person who is, he cares about the backlash. You know, he doesn't care about what he said. Steve Harvey is very arrogant. You know, he has gone on record stating that he was arrogant. And so his arrogant ass is just so upset that, he was caught up, Mm -hmm. you know, and that people are giving him a hard time about it. And it's funny because when the thing happened with Trump, he was basically saying, y'all kiss my ass. I did what I did and it is what it is. But now all of a sudden, exactly. Mm -hmm. But now, and then when the backlash came with that, he was so, he was so upset. He can't believe that people, all the stuff that he had done for the community and that people turned their back on him. What did you do? I mean, I love the hoodies. I ain't going to lie. The hoodies was the bomb. I love the hoodies too. And I was going to say at the end of the day, I'm starting to think that the hoodies was the brainchild of his partner. Because when you split with the damn partner, you started going stand and stole and you stopped doing the hoodies. Mm -hmm. You understand what I'm saying? If the, if the hoodies was as important to you as it should have been, you would have continued on with the hoodies and I won't take away from that he did honor people in the community he has given black people jobs Mm -hmm. I won't take away from that but I don't want to be associated with no person let alone no man that doesn't have integrity and that would do anything for some money so you didn't misspeak you spoke exactly what you felt at the time and going to continue to feel because you're not going to do anything that's going to show us that you would not do something for money. And that's the thing. Your actions speak louder than your words. So no matter what you said, everything that you're going to do going forward, you're going to make sure that you get that money. 
Right. And he said it before. He says it a lot of times. They called him about dancing with the stars. They said, oh, you're not going to do it, Steve? He was like, not enough money for me. And, you know, they call, you know, a lot of celebrity things that people go on and do. And he'd be like, you're not going to do it. Ain't enough money for me. You know, he says it all the time. He meant what he said. Right. He meant exactly what he said. Steve Harvey is another one. Do better. So what else? Who else did some shit? I didn't know our week was so lively. So in New York City... New York City legal, I mean, they it's the law now. Mm-hmm. They have new guidelines that give legal recourse to any individual who has been harassed, punished, or fired because of the style of their hair. Nice. Go bravo, New York. Bravo, New York City. So, um, and I'm reading from just some excerpts from the New York Times article. It says, under the new guidelines to be released this week by the New York City Commission on Human Rights, the targeting of people based on their hair or hairstyle at work, school, or in public spaces will now be considered racial discrimination. The change in law applies to anyone in New York City, but is aimed at remedying the desperate treatment of Black people. The guidelines specifically mention the right to New Yorkers to maintain their natural hair, treated or untreated hairstyles, such as locks, cornrows, twists, braids, bantu knots, fades, afros, and or the right to keep their hair in an uncut or untrimmed state. In practice, the guidelines gives legal recourse to individuals who have been harassed, threatened, punished, demoted, or fired because of the texture or style of their hair. The city commission can levy penalties up to $250,000 on defendants that are found in violation of the guidelines and there's no cap on damages. The commission can also force internal policy change and rehiring at offending institutions. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead, New York. You New York got something right. Good for them. This is something that needs to go into effect across the country because people should not be punished. And that's what it is when you are qualified for something and you don't get it based off of something as silly Mm -hmm. as hair. They shouldn't be punished because they choose to wear their hair in a natural state. Or even if it's not in a natural state, in any state that you want it to be in, you know, my hair is a reflection of who I am, but it doesn't make me qualify for a, it doesn't make me qualify for a job or unqualify for a job. Exactly. First of all, this issue takes place just about everywhere in the United States. And it's very discriminatory. It has been in the public for many years, well over 20 years. You know, they talk about natural hair states. An African-American's natural hair state is not the same as a Caucasian person's natural hair state. Right. Period. So we should not be penalized or discriminated against for wearing our hair in a natural hair state. Mm -hmm. Now, the really sad part about it is a lot of times it's us discriminating against us. You know, so a person of color will get promoted to a certain level and interview another person of color and say, oh, they were, you know, and they're saying they were all right, but they need to 
tidy up. They need to do their hair. They need to take, mm-hmm. you know. So a lot of times it's us discriminating against us. So I am hopeful that this band that New York City has instituted will start a larger conversation and lead to changes in other places so that we can have more diversity in corporate America. I think this is wonderful. I think it is too. And and I, I definitely love it because we need to stop trying to fit into what they deem as correct and fit into what we know is correct, you know, mm-hmm. and and if we want to wear our hair in an afro and twist and bantu knots and, you know, whatever it is that dreadlocks, whatever it is that we want to wear our hair in, then we should be able to. 100%. I agree. I agree. So our last who did some shit, and it's going to be very, very quick because it leads us right into our topic. So Carl Lagerfeld has died. Rest in peace, Carl Lagerfeld. If you don't know who he is, he is an iconic designer. Um, got his start like winning some kind of contest. Worked in the house of Chanel for years and years. And he died. And Carl Lagerfeld left his two, his estate is valued at $200 million. He left the entire estate and the $200 million value to his cat. Mm. Mm-hmm. Alrighty then. To his damn cat. To his like fluffy is paid. You hear me? <laughs> and if I was his next to kin, I would be going to go and adopt Fluffy. Okay. Because here's the thing, he died, right? Aside from the money, he died. Where is Fluffy? Where where is he going? Like somebody has to adopt him. Or, you know, does he go to a shelter? And then when he goes to said shelter, does the shelter now inherit the $200 million? Does it go into a trust? And then Fluffy got to be the one to go to the bank? Like, if I was his next to Ken, I would be getting me a lawyer and finding this out. Because I would adopt Fluffy. I don't like cats. But I would just make Fluffy the greatest thing since sliced bread. And Mm -hmm. me and Fluffy would go on to just live our life. Because if Fluffy is as old as Carl Lagerfeld, he's might. You know, who knows how how many lives he has left. Mm. And so, you know, he needs love and affection and attention right now. He he must have loved that. Now, is that love or is that or lunacy? <laughs> what, what, what do we think that is? I, I would say it's a, it's both. But, you know, like people and in my experience, more white people than black people. Really, really, I know like people, people, period, love their pets. They love their pets. I, I, I love, I would love a dog. My mom has loved a dog, her dog, and treated him like he was damn near like our brother, but she ain't leaving him 200 million damn dollars. Exactly. That's lunacy. <laughs> That's lunacy. And that is what we're talking about this week. We are talking, is it love or is it lunacy? How long do you stay in these relationships? And I mean, what can these relationships endure? You tell me. Mm-hmm. So we just have five things that can happen in relationships and people stay, people go, but, and people always have some, something to say, whether they stay or go. Mm-hmm. So we want to know, is it love or is it lunacy? You ready for the first one, Maya? Yeah. Let's just get to the nitty gritty. The very first one is domestic violence. Is it love or is it lunacy? 
That's lunacy, 100%. When you stay in a situation where a person, because it steps to domestic violence, you know, domestic violence usually doesn't start out with just a smack, you know. It's not like, hey, how you doing? My name is Jim. Oh, my name is Maya. Let's get together. We go out. And then the first go out, you smack me. You know, domestic violence usually leads up. So you lure me in. You get my self-esteem high only to break it down, you know. And then once you break it down, then that's usually when the hitting starts, you know. And if you break somebody's self-esteem down, that's emotional abuse, mental abuse, physical abuse usually mm-hmm. follows that. And so for you as a person, no matter who you are and no matter who that person is to stay in a situation where a person is abusing you in any kind of way, um, that's lunacy. That's not love. Now, a person that's having that's doing the domestic violence, they will have you to believe that they love you every time that they hit you, every time that they break your self-esteem down. They'll say, you know, I'm doing this because I love you or why are you making me do this because I love you so much? So they'll make you believe that it's love. And in your mind, you might think it's love, but it's because you're you're far gone. So it's lunacy. I agree. I mean, I do not condone domestic violence and I do understand that people who are in domestic violence relationships usually grew up witnessing domestic, not always, but usually grew up witnessing domestic violence. And I know some people who all of their relationships, if it didn't involve some type of violence, that is like literally the way that they recognize or receive love. Mm -hmm. Um, But I will agree that it is lunacy. Even if you are not able to get out. And I'm just saying like, if people know people who are in these situations, you can't force the person out of the situation. And that happens to men and women, Mm -hmm. you know, and it's a shame because of the gender bias, because if it happens to a man, they're calling him all kinds of punks and, and, you know, crazy Mm -hmm. weak and all this kind of stuff. And then if it happens to women, you know, people are quick to say, you need to leave him. You need to leave him, but they do nothing to help console the fear. Right. And most of it is fear of the unknown because they were like, well, who will take care of me? Who will do this? Who will do that? Mm-hmm. And it really is a sad state of affairs. But I agree that it is lunacy. And I will say this. If ever a man hit me ever in any kind of relationship, first of all, let me just put it out there. I don't even argue. I, I, I have not had an argument in a relationship. I don't argue. Now, we can agree to disagree. You need to walk away. I'll walk away. We don't have to talk for a couple of days, whatever. But I'm not going, I'm not yelling, screaming, going back and forth. And he, I don't do that. Mm-hmm. I don't argue. Um, but if a man ever hit me, when I tell you, and the Oscar goes to, because I am going crazy. You hear me? Right. I mean, it's drama to the 25th power. And I will not stop. Until you're getting jail time. I'm not playing. You ruined my whole life and everybody's life around me because I had to ruin their life because of my drama because you hit me. Oh my gosh, you're going to jail. I'm sorry. Like the first time. I do believe in nipping things in the butt. No, I don't do that. Yeah. Yeah, I do believe that's lunacy. It is lunacy. For the people who are suffering domestic violence, you know, there is help out there. Please. Domestic violence hotlines. Yes. There's places that you can go and um, get help. 
So what we got next? Incarceration. Now, there's a few things with incarceration. You could be together and the person gets incarcerated, male or female. It might even be for a little bit of time and they come home or they could serve a lengthy sentence, five years or more. Or some people start relationships while the person is incarcerated and they never knew them before. Mm-hmm. That happens a lot. Is it love or is it lunacy? Uh, I'll say this. Okay, if you are with somebody and you're in a relationship with somebody and then they go to prison or they go to jail, you know, they go to the county jail or they go to prison and you stay with them. I don't think that's lunacy, right. you know, because I, agree. I feel like, all right, we have established a relationship. And I'm not talking about a relationship like I met you uh, five minutes ago and then you go up the block and then you get caught and then you go to jail. I don't mean like that. I mean like a substantial relationship, like we in it, you know, Mm -hmm. and then something happens and then you go to jail. And it might be like something that, you know, you get caught up in. It might be something that I knew was going on. And then it just is your turn to go to jail. You know, it could be a number of things. I don't think that that's lunacy. If somebody, if I was with somebody and they got life Mm -hmm. and I stayed with them and didn't do anything, just like stayed with them, you know, my life revolved around them. And then, you know, living my regular life, but then my life revolved around them. I never seen nobody else. It was just them. And that's it. A little part of that is lunacy. A little part, a little part, because I it's still it's still love. Like, do you put a time frame on the incarceration? Like, are right, you got three years? I'll write it out with you or like you got mm-hmm. 30 years by. Right. That's exactly what I'm saying. Well, I mean, three years the- I could ride out with you. If you my man, 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 I could ride out with you three years, 30 years. Okay, I love, so if I love somebody you, was your husband, friend. listen, if somebody was your husband, I get you was work. in love with him, mm-hmm. you know, y'all built a family together and mm-hmm. then something happened and then he got, he went to jail and it's the love of your life. You know, like you mm-hmm. think this is my soulmate. This is it. And, you know, something happened and he went to jail and then the judge gave him life. You would be like, all right, then boo. No, I, my all right, then boo is like, I'm riding out with you as friends. I'm okay. writing my, I put a couple dollars on your books. I'll come see you, all of that. And it's not like I'll be like pursuing, like I'm being stood up in these streets. So it's probably likely that I wouldn't find nobody else no way. But I'm just saying I wouldn't, you know, if I met somebody else, I would pursue the relationship. I certainly would. So you think that's love or lunacy if you stayed with a person and they got life and you thought that this was the love of your life, but then you I think, you I out think with for them, a person, what? I think for I think that if you are with a person and something happens and they are incarcerated, male or female, it, it doesn't matter because a lot of men will stand by their women because men cheat whether a woman's in jail or not. You know what I mean? <laughs> So I think a lot of men, they, they stand by the woman, they'll help her out, you know, wait till she get out, you know, be there when she get out, all of that. So it doesn't, so if you're in a relationship, in a relationship, they do. If they're in a relationship, in a relationship, and then something happens and a person gets incarcerated and you stick by them or whatever, that's, to me, that's love. You, you do whatever is best for you. That's love. But for these people who are finding love, 
with somebody who's already incarcerated for life. And not to say that lifers don't need love too, because like I could be a pen pal or something, but I'm not falling in love and marrying somebody that I never knew before they was incarcerated. That's lunacy. Yeah, I think of I think I mean they have a whole show, Love After Lockup, and I look at that every week and I'm like, what in the hell <laughs> is on your mind? When you going through this, you they know, stood up in these streets. You but know, and I was going to say, you know what? Myself. I was going to say, people are lonely. You know, they it's are. a difference between being alone and being lonely. You know, and it's a lot of people that are just lonely. It's a lot of people that's in relationships that's lonely. Mm-hmm. But for the people who aren't in relationships that are lonely, you know, a little piece of something is better than nothing. And when they go out and they seek these relationships where people have, you know, double life sentences, they never getting out ever, never. You put a lot on yourself as a person who takes on a person that's in prison. The the phone calls every other day or every day, you know, the visits every week, the, you know, one kiss that you might get in that visit. That takes away the loneliness that a lot of people are out here feeling or so they think And it, you know, and so I don't know if I, I mean, it's kind of loony, it's kind of loony, but uh, I mean, I, I dig what you're saying. I still think it's lunacy. I dig what you're saying. But my thing is like, it's so expensive. It you is. know, they be packing up for the weekend, renting a car to drive down there, bumming a ride from somebody, paying for gas. They got, they dress up, but you can't dress up, dress up. Then they want to get them money on their books and buying them phone snacks and, and paying for phone calls and, and paying for stamps. Yeah, I mean, man. Emails. Now they got emails. You got to yeah. pay for that. It and is very costly to be with someone costly. that is in prison and it's very taxing on a person so you know but again loneliness can make you do some shit yeah well that leads me to the third thing okay broke wait wait, like broke broke like you sitting in the house all day because you just not trying to find a job or you trying to find a job and you not having no luck this week like what are we talking about as far as luck this week now i'm gonna tell you i'm gonna put it out there i am guilty of marrying potential and I, I learned my lesson and let me teach it to you. Do not fall in love with, get in love with, commit to, or marry potential. Because people with real potential do stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, there's some kind of proof in the pudding with the potential for more. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So look, learn from me. Do not commit to, fall in love with, or marry potential. So if that's not producing, that's right. I mean, you know, they have to be producing something. So yeah, I'm talking about they broke, sit home, they play video games, Mm. hang out, not contributing to the household, looking for a job for four years straight. You know, vacation means we're going to go visit my mama and them. That's lunacy. Now, I think that's lunacy too. I don't have a problem with being the breadwinner. And I that goes either way because who wants a bum chick? Yeah. That's bummy. I that's agree. Male or female, that's bummy. You have to do something. You know, babysit a kid, do something. Cut grass, pump gas, 
clean windows, um, take They're out somebody orange. else's gro uh, groceries, sell, be the rose guy at the club. You could take pictures in front of a, a club background outside the club. You know, you could draw, you could paint, you can uh, build sidewalks. You could sell books door to door. Encyclopedias could be making a comeback. I mean, <laughs> it's a number of things that could go on, you know. And so I think that if you stay with someone <laughs> who is doing nothing, then that's lunacy. If you are with somebody and they have less than what you have, but they're mm -hmm. still trying, or as you stated, potential with purpose, you know, potential like, you know what? I want to start an after school right. program and I got my right. business plan and I got this and I got that, you know, and I'm, I got this meeting and I got that meeting set up that potential. Yes. I'll ride out with you. And I yeah, love you. And, and not just business plan. Cause if you want to start an after school program before you get a business plan, find a customer. Snatch up somebody's kid after school. Be like, yo, I'll take care of your kids. You know, I'm trying to get this after school program going. Right. I'll charge you five. No, do something. You have yeah. to, something that earns money. You have to do something. And for the record, if you are a stay-at-home parent, we're right. not talking about you. Right. Because if a parent can stay home with a child, that saves on childcare. Usually the children are more healthy. They don't have to run back and forth to the doctor. You could be teaching them things, getting them ready for school, you know, when they're about to go. So that's not the same thing. You are definitely doing job a job if you're staying home with a child. So that's not what we talk about. We talk about straight broke. Yeah. You ain't that's, doing nothing. That, and you faking part, acting like you trying. Right. That part is lunacy. That's lunacy. Um, but that's the other part is love. All right. The fourth one, secret. Well, secret in what way? You in a relationship, but don't nobody know. Mm. What kind of relationship? You in a relationship. That's your boo. That's your boo. And nobody knows. That's lunacy. Yup. I mean, it's people that do that. I am, you know me. I am probably the most private person in when it comes down to relationships. I, I might be out in these streets doing all kinds of stuff that people don't know. I'm not saying that I am, but I could definitely have a whole relationship going on in here that I haven't exposed to somebody, you know, mm -hmm. it happens, trust mm -hmm. me. But it can't be a secret like, you just don't know I'm in a relationship. You just ain't met who I'm in a relationship with. You know, we don't come to gatherings together, but like, you know, you know what I'm saying? You've mm -hmm. heard them in the background. You like who that Mark? And I'm like, yeah, but mm -hmm. you know, you just haven't been exposed to Mark. That's, that could be love. But mm -hmm. if I tell you, I, I got a boyfriend, he just don't live around here. Who, who is he? Nah, mm -hmm. you don't know him. Mm -hmm. You know, that's lunacy that I probably I, I made this person up from who knows where. And why am I a secret? Am I a secret or you keep it? Am I keeping you a secret or you keeping me a secret? Because if you keeping me a secret, it's lunacy. It's <laughs> but if I'm keeping you a secret, it's all right. <laughs> it's what it is. I love you. I ain't trying to expose you to these streets. Because <laughs> it, it does happen to a lot of people. You know, people reflect back. Or, you know, they men have two, three, four different families. Mm -hmm. um, you've never met their parents. They told you that the mom and dad was dead. Like, all kinds of stuff. It happens. Uh, but but though, it does happen. But my thing is, 
first of all, I can't be a secret. And if I am a secret, I'm not saying I can't have a secret relationship, something that me and you just doing on a little dip dip. That's fine. But you best believe it ain't love. Right. You know what I mean? It ain't love. It's, it's on the dip dip. Hey, right. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. And it's like, what you doing calling me? I'm busy. I'll call you back. Right. You know? And you can do the same thing and it's okay because it's not love. You right. know what I mean? Because I can't be a secret. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. So I don't understand women be in relationships with people. They were like, oh, I never met their mom. I never met the, you know, everybody is their cousin. You ain't never met none of them. <laughs> That's lunacy. Uh-uh. That's lunacy. You've never met anybody in their family? Not one person? Uh, and you in love? You're dating them, you're not their... Love? Are we in love? Like, are we in love? Like, we we are, are dating to get married? Or are we just, like, dating and then I just happen no, to fall in love with you? Or, I'm, like, what? I'm just saying because now I'm speaking of women. Because women tend to fall in love i've been with my man for four years i've never met his mama we have a two-year-old i you know what i mean he now, over our house kids, every that's day if y'all got kids, oh, that's even a, if you don't have children there are women who think or, or under the impression that they're in a full-fledged relationship with the love of their life and they never the met love you. of their life exactly the love of their life is in a full marriage with somebody else but and he, you you've been a secret, but you're so like you said they'd be so lonely. Any little scrap that they get is like oh no, and they just you know they cling and to nine it. Nine times out of ten, when you a secret, you're not going out. Like all of your all of your relationship is in the house. You know, like your relationship is in and, the. And room. chicks be falling in love with that. I mean, they do. You know, but I'm just saying, That's like again and again, I can make you a secret, but you can't make me a secret. Well, if I'm a secret, we could be a secret, but if we're a secret, you best believe I'm not in love with you. Right. And I'm never falling in love with you. So here's the last one. This is the grandiose. Cheating. Is that love or lunacy? Is that love? And people say, oh, people be, couples get over infidelity. People get over it. Do they? I think once a person has cheated on a person... I think that trust is something that can never be earned back in a relationship. I'm not saying that the relationships don't get back together, that they don't stay together or anything like that. I just think that the trust is forever broken. Forever. I know for me it is. For, like, I can never trust you again, ever. But would you stay with somebody that cheated? I haven't. Okay. I have stayed with somebody that cheated. You know, somebody stayed with me and I cheated. Did they know about your cheating? Uh, no, no, they know after it happened. Like, right, so that doesn't count because they didn't know. But the point is, is that we've stayed, I've stayed with somebody who cheated. I wouldn't say that I never trusted that person again. I mean, I'm the kind of person who I feel like if I'm going to get over it, I got to get over it. Now, it's always in the back of my mind. I might not bring it up. You know, you never really forget. Hence, it, the trust is always broken. Right. I mean, you never, you never forget, but you never forget when you went into the bathroom and he left the toilet seat up and you fell in. You never forget that either. You know, every time you go in the bathroom, you're thinking about it. Like, you, I can't believe that best left that seat up and I <laughs> fell in there and broke my damn neck. You know, I mean, something like that you can never forget either. 
I'm not a, I can't stay with a cheater if you brought me like a STD or if you had a baby. That's right. I can't stay with, I think that's lunacy. You know, when, when you bring your newborn to my house and you like this, this, this Margaret, you know, (laughs) I'm like, oh, Margaret, hey, come on in. No judgment to people that do it because people stay for different reasons, but I couldn't do that. Yeah, I I think that's lunacy. And again, I'm not judging anybody and the decisions that they make for themselves. I just think that some people, men and women, I think that we have distorted views on what love is and like, oh, if you true to me, you'll you'll accept anything from me. Mm -hmm. And I just don't come from that school of thought. Mm -hmm. I, I don't I don't come from that school of thought. And. I especially, right, especially if you bring me some extras, like a STD or a baby, yeah, like you can forget it. Yeah, because that's just like the, it's, it really, it's, uh, it's bad enough that you didn't have any kind of thought process when you went out and you cheated, you know, like you ain't think of me, but I wasn't in that, you know what I'm saying? Because if you did, then you wouldn't have. And even for me, when I cheated on somebody, I didn't think about that person. I just did what I wanted to do. You know what I'm saying? But the baby part of it and the STD part of it, and again, it doesn't take no protection. Cheating, Mm-mm. it just makes it be like you really was just out here just doing it up. You right, you didn't Roll think, dog and all you didn't that. Even think nothing of me, exactly. like exactly you or say, yourself, right? Or so yourself, just, right? And to me. When you have unprotected sex or when you have a baby involved, and we know that you can have sex once and then the baby happens. Mm -hmm. But when you have a baby involved, in my mind, in my mind, I'm thinking you had a full-fledged relationship. And I can't get over a full-fledged relationship. That's lunacy to me. You know, if if I find out that you did a one-hit acquitter, I can get over that a little bit faster for me. I can get over a little bit faster than the full-fledged you know, we was in a relationship and I'm laid up. I think that's lunacy. Well, if a baby Anybody. comes, there it's going to be a relationship moving forward because it's going to be a baby. You ain't in a relationship. Exactly. Because right? <laughs> it's, it's a baby. So, yeah. Uh-huh. That's, to me, that's lunacy. I can't, you know. It is. I mean, and you know what? In reality, all of these instances, we can find a love and a lunacy part in probably all of it. Not the domestic violence. I can't find a I can't find a right. love or I can't it's find love in that at all. You know, but in most of the instances that we talked about, we could probably find a love or a lunacy part in it. And it really just depends on the people. But, you know, in the, what we brought up, it's a lot of love and lunacy going on in there, huh? It is it's some it's more lunacy than love to me because you know like I'm a very loving person but one thing about me is well I used to be much more loving but the me today I don't like <laughs> proactively love like I used to I love you back mm-hmm. you know what I mean so I see what kind of love you giving me and I love you back I just you know one up you a little bit because I'm loving mm-hmm. you know what I mean just one up you a little bit but I don't be going all out. You know, I'm I'm more in a love you back mm-hmm. kind of realm now because yeah, it's too much. It is too much, and I never want to get into the love realm where I'm loony 
exactly. where I experienced the lunacy over the love. Over you know what somebody. I'm saying? Right. So exactly. I keep that away from keep me. It together. Keep, That's right. keep that away from me. <laughs> love me regular. Don't love me to the point where you got me calling into radio stations talking what? about I'm following his wife around. I don't care if he with somebody. He my right. man. You know, don't right. get me into that he part got of the five lunacy. Kids and he got four kids in between our five kids, but I'm ready to accept him and all them kids. Right. That's yeah. the new part that you keep on yeah. away from me. You keep that right. away from me. Exactly. <laughs> so in closing, we just want to say, keep that lunacy away from you too and make sure that you experience true love. With that, we're going to go ahead and get on out of here for the week. We hope that you enjoyed this week's episode. Remember that an all new episode drops each and every Monday. Remember that you can follow the podcast on all social media sites. We're on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at We Did That Shit. Follow me on my personal Twitter. It's MyMy13. That's M-Y-M-Y-1-3. And I'm at Babiamina. That's B-I-B-B-I-A-M-I-N-A. Remember that you can catch the podcast anywhere where you can listen to your free podcast. We are on iTunes, Google Play, Anchor, Spotify, and YouTube. We'll be here same time next week. Remember, be great this week. Do that shit. I love you, Maya. Love you too.